Okay, so everyone knows this um, tremendous uh, opportunity is coming up. It's, um, it's once every 28 years. It's the blessing over the sun. And uh, so let's just take a, just, a, just a very quick look at um, one of the ideas, at least, uh, that's contained within this, um, this amazing thing. So, so what's the, just the, the very most um, simple level is that once every 28 years, the Chachamim understood that the, that the sun itself makes a rotation on its axis. Okay? So, um, the earth does it once a, once a year, once every 365 days. But the sun does it every, once every 28 years. Okay? So, what, what's going on? What, what is the spiritual dimension of this? One of the interesting things about um, this blessing is that it, it has to be said on a Wednesday. Why? Okay, that's, that's going to give us a, a, actually a very interesting look. So, so let's start there. It was on Wednesday of creation, of the seven days of creation, that Hashem hung this, the sun in the sky. The sun and the moon in the sky. That's why it has to be on a Wednesday. And the reason is because what we're doing, and I learned this from Rabbi Wolfson, and I'm going to sort of add to it, but this is the source of, of uh, what I'm saying to you, um, that, uh, that basically what we're doing is we're going back to the beginning of time. And we have a chance to make this ultimate, incredibly fundamental um, adjustment in terms of the spiritual ordering of the world. By going back to the very first day of Teva, if you will, of nature, if you will. The sun represents nature. The moon represents that which is above nature. Um, most of us are familiar with the idea that the Jewish people are compared to the moon. And we go through our ups and downs like the moon goes through its waxings and wanings. The sun, however, is in a steady state. And it represents the nations of the world. And it represents nature. Um, it also represents the concealment of God. Because it, 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 it suggests a natural order which runs all by itself. And has nothing to do with a higher order behind it directing all of it. So in that way, the sun is actually a covering over God. Um, ironically enough, and even more ironic or um, insidious, if you will, because it portends to offer light. If you know um, the whole notion of Hanukkah, Hanukkah was the war against the Greeks. The Greeks were all about outward beauty. You know, we often say that the, the um, English word for um, face comes from the word facade. Facade actually means false front. It means to hide that which is behind it. Whereas in Hebrew, the word for face is punning, which comes from the word peninius, which means one's inside, which means that the face, as the Torah understands it, is supposed to be the reflection of one's inside. So, so the sun actually represents nature, which is the concealment of the revelation of God in this world. 
So now when we make the blessing over the sun, we want to do it on the first day that the sun appeared in the sky. Because that's when this subterfuge began. That's the very beginning of when this veil over God or this this illusion that there's something other than God or that nature represents a different order of power or a separate power other than God began. So we go back to the initial source where it all began. Now, I'd like to, these are my words, but to to round off this idea, I often think that the most important time during the whole week is right after Shabbos. Why? Because, you know, Shabbos is Yom Ashvi, the seventh day. Now, after Shabbos, you make Havdalah, and you can go one of two ways. The seventh day can drop down to the first day, or it can graduate to the eighth day. In other words, if you bring Shabbos into the week, and you do that really primarily through making a Malava Malka, that's the Feast of King David. In fact, there's even a custom to say just the words, David HaMelech, after you make Havdalah. Okay? To bring this, this sense of completion into the world, it's also called this meal of Malava Malka, is also called the fourth meal of Shabbos. We know Shabbos really only has three meals. It's called the fourth meal of Shabbos which correlates with the name of Hashem, the Yudke Vavke, the bottom hay being this world. You're bringing this higher order down into this world through this meal after Shabbos. It says in the Gomorrah that to have a hot drink, Motzei Shabbos, is a healing. Why is it a healing? This is my explanation. You know, in the laws of keeping kosher, let's say I have a hot, a hot fork that's not kosher, Right? It was used with pork or whatever it is. The hot pork. And you have a kosher plate. Now, if you have a liquid in between, this hot pork, through the agency of this liquid, will make the kosher plate not kosher. Heat transfers essence through liquid. This is one of the fundamental understandings of the law of kosher. Heat through a liquid source, transmits essence. So with that in mind, I'd like to explain the tradition, the custom of having a hot drink after Shabbos. Through this hot drink, you're transferring the essence of Shabbos onto the week. And that's what the healing is. Because the ultimate healing is going to be the day that's all Shabbos. So, this critical juncture, once Shabbos ends, where it can go to the level of eight or drop down to one, there's a fork in the road. It's up to us. What's our consciousness going to be? This is comparable to the idea of the first day that the sun hangs in the sky. When we make the blessing, and here's the conclusion of the thought, when we make the blessing over the sun, What we're doing is, as the Jewish people, we're saying, you don't fool us. (laughs) Not only that, we're going to elevate this power of seven, this power of nature, to the level of beyond. This is why we can, this is why it's always done in the month of Nisan, which is the month of miracles. 
which is all about being above nature. We're taking that power of above nature and we're putting it on the essence, the central symbol of nature. We're co-opting the illusion that there's anything other than God and we're stating emphatically there's only God. So have these holy things in mind and whatever else you learn and everything, when you say the blessing, we'll be saying it. Um, Erev Pesach. And I know in Los Angeles there's going to be a gathering at the Griffith Observatory at, at, at dawn. Basically, right when sun comes up, the first opportunity that you can say it with a great view, you're going to say it immediately. So that's a great opportunity for everyone to participate in that, or wherever you are, to be able to say it. And, um, and uh, Shem should bless us. We should see the open revelation of Hashem always. Amen.